creating content that shows who you are and attracts the people you want to work with. My name is Trey McLeddy, and I'm building my company, McLeddy Media, into the best real estate content marketing company in the world. Welcome to my podcast, where I'll be teaching you everything I learned on how to build a better business and market yourself to get the right customers. So we don't call ourselves a team, we don't call ourselves an organization, we call ourselves a family, even to our clients, you know, like welcome to the market, you family, you know, wow. it's like, we really want to make you feel at home, make you want to feel part of the team and like feel like you can communicate with anybody, yeah. um, you know, within reason, within the team to, to make sure that you're getting the most out of us. Um, but then the same that goes internally, you know, like we have, um, we have North Stars and guiding principles of like how we operate. Um, and so everybody knows like how they should be operating, but at the same time- that Talk we, about those a little bit. What, what, what kind of North Stars and principles did you lay out and how did you lay them out? On today's episode, I continue my conversation with Riel, the founder and owner of Market U. We go over what it's like to instill a winning culture within your business, even if you run your team completely virtually, just as he does. We also go over what the biggest difference between a billionaire and a millionaire versus us is, and how we can tap into a little bit of their success. So as always, enjoy the episode, get your notepads out, take notes, and I hope you gain a ton of value. Your whole team is VAs, essentially. They're, Correct. They're virtual, they're virtual employees. They're virtual teammates, right? Yep. How have you managed to build the culture and still establish relationship with people, even though they might be overseas or other places in America or things like that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely a struggle that we have, like on a daily mm-hmm. basis. You know, like we want to always make sure that we have some sort of company culture and sense of belonging. I think is the most thing. Um, we're working right now, we're going to get everybody some merch. So all of these shirts I'm wearing right now is there going go. out to our team. Um, that's something they really, really love. Um, but then also just making sure that the team, you know, feel like they are some part of something. So we don't call ourselves a team, we don't call ourselves an organization, we call ourselves a family, even to our clients, you know, like welcome to the market, you family. You know, wow. it's like we really want to make you feel at home, make you want to feel part of the team and like feel like you can communicate with anybody yeah. um, you know, within reason, within the team to, to make sure that you're getting the most out of us. Um, but then the same that goes internally, you know, like we have, um, we have North Stars and guiding principles of like how we operate. Um, and so everybody knows like how they should be operating, but at the same time- that Talk we, about those a little bit. What, what, what kind of North Stars and principles did you lay out and how did you lay them out? Yeah, so, so like our company slogan is we make videos work for you, right? So it's about you know, evergreen assets you know, that videos are and making them work for you in your business or personally in your brand is like a big part. But internally, we have an even bigger goal, I would say, of being the video editing company, right? Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, the, the company that people go to, whether you're a client, whether you're an employee and you're an editor and you want to get hired and you're a skilled editor, it's like, we want to be yeah. the company that you go to, you know? And so that internally kind of guides us in, in all of our different things, but ultimately boils down to like three pillars that we go take everybody when they're onboarding as an employee through. Um, and their communication, attention to detail and then productivity. It's like those three main things. And we say, if you do each one of those things like well, you're an amazing employee. Yeah. You know? And so it's not hard to be a great employee, but it requires consistency and requires commitment to the organization. Yeah. Right. Um, 
and people fluctuate all the time. You know, it happens where, you know, maybe you have an off week or an off day or whatever, and that's totally fine, but it's more about that consistency of making sure you're doing it. And so- How'd you determine those uh, those three principles right there? Yeah, so some of them are arbitrary, but most of them are based around like the editing that they are doing, right? So like gotcha. productivity and quality control is like a big part of that. Uh, but then communication is just more based on like feeling, you know? Yeah. Like our managers are communicating with our editors on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. And so communicating back and forth, like the managers will give me feedback on how they feel um, about that, whether the person is good. Also about how someone communicates, you know, like anybody can just be like, yes, no, and just respond to stuff. But like giving insight, giving feeling on how yeah. they're doing, like that's a big part of it as well. And that also goes back into like the family side of things. Like I don't speak to my dad and my sister and I'm like, if they ask me something like, yeah, no, Nah, you know, it's like, no, like I'm talking, like I'm injured, yeah. I'm invested, you know? And so that, that communication side, but then the productivity and the quality control just comes down to numbers. So we have like quotas that they need to meet um, and deliver on like on a monthly basis. And then they have bonuses attached to that. Um, and then we also have targets they want to be meeting for like, you know, um, number of revisions that we don't want to have, you know, internally um, and that kind of stuff. So they have targets they need to reach. And so that what shows them if they're like being good or if they're, yeah. you know, performing well um, on those pillars. But yeah, apart from that, it's just like as long as you're striving to contribute towards what is going to be the editing company here in, you know, Philippines, if you're there and you want to be employed or if you're out here in the U.S. and you want to use us for video editing, we're the company to go for. Yeah, no, I love that. It's about building. It's like you start the culture within and then that goes outward too. Exactly. So people want to work within the culture and people want to work with the culture. Exactly, exactly. That's something that Rene Rodriguez, I was at an event um, in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. Rene Rodriguez was speaking there, really awesome talk. I, I actually really liked his, quite tactical, his talk and all that. But he was speaking about how I can speak to, is one of my one of my one takeaway, I had like three takeaways from that event and this is one of them. But he would say, I can ask, if I speak to one person on your team, they could be the lowest sales rep or they could be the CEO. But how that person talks about the current state or the current environment of your industry and how your company fits in with that, I'll tell you exactly right now whether your company is going to last past five years or not. You know, and wow. I was like, wow, that's powerful. Um, and the reason he was talking about that is because it's like, you know, right now, like let's go for like real estate, for example, bit of a difficult industry right now, you know, like slumped a little bit. Yeah. You know? If you're a low, like mortgage broker or something like that, and one of your employees is like, yeah, it's a tough time, you know, it's been tough to find deals at the moment, you know, working on it. You can still be kind of positive, like, you know, I'm working on it and all of this, but then then it's like, then it's like, damn, they're, they're, they're done, you know, yeah. five years, they're gonna be gone. If the person's like, oh, you know, you know, it's tough right now for sure, but we're built for this. This is what we were made for. We've been getting creative with this strategy. They're excited about the fact that they're going through a difficult time. You're onto a winner. Yeah, you know, like that's that's a key thing that he mentioned. I was like, man, we need to make sure that that's part of our culture yeah. and part of like, because naturally I think with this new kind of content that people are kind of starting to acclimate, acclimate to is they naturally have objections to it. So if you have clients coming in that are just like, this is not gonna work, ROI is not there, well, you've got to consider if you want to work with them or not. Yeah. But <laughs> but number two is like being able to answer those objections and like change the look of this kind of content for this industry, um, I think is also like part of that. And so it's really important that when I'm on a sales call, I'm very positive about it. When my sales team is setting appointments, like they're very positive in their DMs and yeah. how they go through their process. Like 
like I said, it's all like leaks into that kind of that yeah. culture just leaks into into it all, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. I remember hearing something, I believe it was Gary Vee that talked about it, but mm. he just talked about how anybody can gain the hard skills. Anybody can yeah. figure out how to edit a video. Anybody can get good at writing cold emails. It doesn't matter. Mm. Like that, those are skills that can be taught. Go watch yeah. a few YouTube videos, go do a couple trainings for a yeah, hundred bucks, course. right? Yeah. But the most important things are the soft skills and the soft skills are how you build culture. And how yeah. you build culture is by, all culture is really, is the internal relationships. Yeah. How good are your relationships, right? Because if you have great relationships, you're gonna have a great culture. Yeah. If you don't have great relationships, and, relation, and it's not just we get along, mm -hmm. but relationships are also the communication portion of it. Yep. You can get along, but you might not communicate very well. I had yeah. that at one of my old companies where yeah. everybody was really buddy-buddy, but when it came down to the work, the communication was off. Yeah. And that ruins the relationship. Even though we could all laugh together when it came down to getting down and dirty and doing all the things, how do we communicate? How do we keep our energy levels during down times? And those mm -hmm. are the soft skills that you have to develop as a leader. Yeah. Because if you can't cultivate a, uh, a, a culture of and relationships where when things aren't doing well, people aren't making as much money as they want to, or they don't have as much work as they want to, you have to keep the energy levels up. Yep. I think, so I think it comes huge. down to like, and that's a huge point because you're like so right. It's, and, and particularly, I think it shows that you're like naturally more of a leader as well, is that like moving against the flow of where everything else is going yeah. is like really, really key, right? Yeah. And that comes, for me, that comes from like depersonalizing it. I think a lot of the time when like you have a company and it's like your baby, right? Like yeah. It's so hard to separate like your self-image from that business, right? Yeah. And so I think early on, this is a lot of mistakes that I had early on, where it was like my mood or like how I was feeling about business would like like affect team morale, yeah. right? Because like I'm, I'm like, I was really struggling or like I was finding it really hard and then I would like offload that a little bit onto my management team, not not knowingly or not meaningly, not like, you know, this is your fault or like whatever, yeah. not, not like that, but like, just in my mood, you know, how yeah. I turn up to the meeting, how I, you know, was speaking about stuff. Um, and so what I realized is that really quickly depersonalizing that is really important because it's mm -hmm. not you or me or that manager or that editor that's causing any issue. It's just, hey, there's a difficult spot. How do we figure it out? Let's come up with a solution and let's stay positive about what the outcome is that we're going to achieve from this, yeah. you know? Um, and that was that was something that definitely like we had to grasp like really early on. Yeah. Um, and even some of my managers still now are like learning that. You know, like yeah. a lot of these people come from myself, for example, like came from a uh, individual background of like being an editor or being a videographer and you know having your own business where it was just you and you did all the invoicing, you did all of this, and so sharing out that responsibility is harder, right? And it's, it's a skill to learn, and so a good few of my managers comes from that background. A couple of them come from teams and stuff, and you can see that. But a lot of them come from like an individual editor background, for example, and then got moved through the ranks and got promoted. And so what we or I find myself doing a lot is is training them to have those soft skills and giving yeah. them the opportunity to like show those soft skills um, and make sure they are depersonalizing it. You know, yeah. Um, we even had a training like the other week where it was like, hey, like we need to change the way in which we show up to meetings. You know, making sure we're bringing the energy, um, particularly on like Fridays when it's the end of the week. Um, for like, you know, our, our team, some of them, are, like a majority of the team have Friday off, Friday and Saturday, and they start on Sunday and work through Thursday. Gotcha. Um, but our management team work on a Friday. Uh, and then we have our team meeting on that morning as well. So everybody's like, they're fresh, but our management definitely struggle because at the end of their week, they're doing all their reports. And yeah. Like, oh my God. And so we were turning up to the meeting and they were just like pretty tired. 
Um, and so I was like, we gotta switch it up. Like we gotta turn, we gotta come have some like energy. And they were like, energy, like, man, we're tired. Like they're getting the day off. I was like, yeah, but like, you gotta, you're influencing that, right? Yeah. You know, you're a manager, you're, you're the one like kind of influencing the mood of the team. You know, I guarantee you, you'll get better responses from the team throughout the rest of the day if you give out that energy to begin yeah. with. Um, and they were like, oh, okay, I guess. And they did it and they were like, sure enough, that was the case. Well, that's the weight you bear as a leader. Everyone exactly. wants to be a leader, right? But at the end of the day, when you're a leader, you have to be at 100% or above yeah. all the time, your energy yeah. level. You work. You can't. You can't really take a day off. I was. I had a meeting with a realtor, and he was like, "Realtors don't get days off. They get. They get moments off." Yeah. Like you always have to be on. You always have to bring the energy. You have to lead by example. Yeah. And if your energy's low, people are going to take that, and they're going to be even worse. Yeah. If your energy's 100 percent, 150 percent, people are probably going to be at 180. Yeah. Right. So if you're if you're not good, then your team's not going to be good. Yeah. Exactly. And and yeah, like you said, sometimes you don't have the choice of like whether yeah. you can have an off day or not. Like you just yeah. have to just go um and like that has yeah I, i've definitely no no like i've been having times and i'm like takes time though oh, i don't want to do it but you, you gotta go and do it or like what i have seen where i've had moments where i'm like i'm really not feeling with like dealing with it today you know like i just cannot like i need to make sure that the team can reach out to me or whatever but like i need to take some time to still work on the business but not have noise you know yeah. like going on i just i can't do it today and so what I've done is like, hey team, you know, you know what you like. They know what they're doing, and they everything's taken care of in the business. But it's like if I don't have any sales call, it's like okay, I'm gonna assign myself a task that I know is gonna take me like two hours of uninterrupted mm -hmm. work, and then close off from everything and say, hey, I'm taking two hours. I've got to do this. I'll report back to you guys later on, and then you take that time away. Yeah. And that's not not time off in the sense of that, but it's time away from the noise. Gotcha. Like that, that has really helped me because I definitely like get to points to where I'm pretty extroverted, but I get to points where I'm like, geez, I, no, I hear you. answer another single question, you know? <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I hear you. No, that, that, that's really important. I think that, and j just kind of bring us back to talk about the culture thing. Yeah. It starts from the top down. Yeah. Have to make sure you bring the energy. Have to make sure you set up your core pillars of who are we as an organization. Having, mm -hmm. And you even talked about having that deeper, that deeper purpose, right? We want to be the video editing company, yeah. not just for people to work with us, for, but, but for people to work in our company. Yeah. We want to be that, right? Exactly. And that's super important. And then you have your pillars that kind of hold that up. Yeah. Um, so culture, make sure you bring the energy as a leader. 100%. Really nurture those soft skills and have that and have that principle yeah. that leads you. So that that's really powerful. Hey guys, so just a quick break. I do this podcast to bring as much value as possible to as many people as possible. So if you're getting value from this, I'd love it if you would leave a review. I'm growing this completely organically, aka no ad spend, so it would be a huge help. Appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the show. Well, I want to ask you one last thing. You started entrepreneurship, you're 22 right now. Yep. Super young. You started it, what, one or two years ago? Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I was a videographer for, I've been a videographer for like three and a half years okay. now, so that's kind of entrepreneurial, but yeah, the business has been coming up in a year. Okay, so, yeah. so in entrepreneurship for three, four years now, yeah. if we're talking about that. So what is one piece of advice you're going to give to people that are a little bit younger and want to start their business? I know we're in kind of in the age of online businesses, uh -huh. um, so what piece of advice would you give to those people to starting a successful company? Oh my company? God, man, that's a, that's a huge question. Um, that's hard, that's hard. I'm gonna to need to think about a good one for this, but 
I think I think for me it's about like and it and it, it sounds cheesy because it's always like well I think it's always said, but like taking action is like really, really key. I think like that for me is something I've never been afraid of. I think I've definitely sometimes been afraid of like going all in on something. Yeah. But like you can, if you're like really like thinking like school's not for me or like this job is not for me, like taking action around, like I, I, I think, okay, this, this is my piece of advice. It's definitely to take action, right? But to take action in whatever direction feels right in that moment, right? Because before, like when I was doing videography and stuff like that, there was other ventures that I had in terms of like, different business paths or whatever I could have gone down and I tested the waters on some of them and like went down this route and then came back and then like it was all over the place right but it's because I just wasn't afraid to like try things out yeah and I think that if you don't necessarily know what you're trying to do but you know that you hate where you are right now like just do anything and it doesn't you don't have to quit your job to do that stuff like there's this big thing around like quit your job and do that one thing you want to do it's like you really don't need to do that like until you know solidly that what you want to do you know like Mark and you, I, I know, is my thing now, right? But that took me three years to like understand what that could be and what that could even look like, and it for, for it to even be viable for me to do. Yeah, you know, and like I enjoy being a videographer and all that, but I don't really film anymore. I'm not. I have some clients that I still work with, but ultimately, like, I'm just focused on Mark and you, right? Yeah. And so it took me years of just like working for like doing a random projects, meeting random people, and just like doing just the craziest stuff but like trying to figure out what was like gonna be right for me. Yeah. And so I think that you can take action around the things that you know, you're already doing. Like if you, if you are working and you wanna get into video a bit, start filming some content every single day. Start going out and like recording something or like make a video of your dog or like just like, just do something every day towards something that maybe feels right. And you might find that like in three months it dies out. Like uh, yeah. I didn't wanna do that. But then, at like, least you did it, right? yeah. Uh, or in that process, you might have found something. Like, actually, I really, like, I actually really like audio. Like, I actually don't yeah. like video. I actually really like audio. What can I do in audio? You know, mm -hmm. and like going down that path. So I think just like not being afraid to like take that action around the, around the sides of what you already have going until what you see on the side to be viably like something that could be your main thing. Then it's like, yeah, build up the nest egg of money so you're good for a couple of months and then give yourself two months to make it happen. You know, find your first five clients or whatever. Yeah. I think is is definitely like it for me. It's just like don't be afraid to like try some stuff out. You know, like yeah. what what is what is really gonna be that bad if you do something for a little bit and you hate it. You know? Yeah. So. You know, you, you mentioned at the beginning of saying that that it sounds cheesy, right? One yeah. thing that I found is you saying that and you know that a lot of other people have said that that have success. Yeah. At that point, it's just like, when are people just going to start listening to the people that have success? Yeah. Obviously, you're still on the you're still on the come up, right? So yeah. You're, you're but you have achieved a level of success that not a lot of other 22 year olds have achieved. You're saying it. A bunch of other people have said it. Ed Milad, Tony Robbins, yeah. Ryan Panetta, Alex Ramosi, Gary Vee. Everybody says it. Mm -hmm. Just start listening to it. So it's yeah. not cheesy. It's just the truth. Yeah. Right. Um, one of Alex Ramosi's quotes, and I love his one, was he was talking about like you have. Like when you're starting out, like when you're brand new to anything, like yeah. when you're just starting out, you have literally zero to lose. Like you think you have a lot, right? You're like, oh my, my fucking, like no one cares, bro. Like you yeah. don't have any represent reputation. I still struggle to have a bit of a reputation in like yeah. some of the spaces. Like, I'm still new, I'm only a year in. Yeah. Like people are not like, you know, I, I still struggle <laughs> yeah, to have that absolutely. reputation. We like, we do over a hundred videos every like week that we edit, right? Like there's still a lot of content that we do do, but, it's like there's still just like a reputation in an industry and it takes years and years to build. Yeah. And so it's like, like 
the, the the reputation that you think you have or you think that someone is going to care like no one cares dude. Yeah. like no one no one no one cares and and i think that is like the biggest like comfort that you can take it's just like just do it dude like, yeah um even even recently right i've been i've been trying to challenge some of that myself like with my instagram um for the longest time being a videographer like you want to put out content that's like portfolio worthy right so yeah like, really good content high quality stuff and still do that but i was never posting because i was like ah oh, it's not up to standard i'm not gonna post that just so nitpicky or, oh, yeah it. i was nitpicky and because my standards are up here right and like for the common person that would have been a really good edit but like for me it's up here and so i would never ever post um and not until recently i literally the past what are we on of the vlog day 30 i think i saw 37 or 38 30, yeah we're on day 38 today and so literally like 38 days ago was when I said fuck it and needed to start posting like more regularly, right? Um, and so that my, my girlfriend had the idea of just like doing something every day, like no matter what it was. And I was like, what can I do? I can't produce like my kind of content that fast. Um, what, what should I do? And I, I started daily vlogging, right? Yeah. Just like filming what I was doing, voiceovering it and putting it out there. So yeah. Horrible content. Like for a videographer, I was like, I'm like cringe when I make it. I'm like, oh my God, like, what is going on? But like the response has been awesome. Like people are like, oh, I love seeing that. Like I love your daily vlogs, keep it up. I had random texts here and there. It's like, hey, I just yeah. keep those up. Like I really like them. Um, and then I found it much more easier to get in the routine of like producing content on a regular basis. Um, and so, yeah, that was like just an example right there of like, I had this like weird belief that, you know, people were gonna not like my work if it wasn't like top notch yeah. every time, but actually like people relate to people and they love seeing stuff, particularly with content. but like just doing something each day and sharing that with people yeah. around you that are significant, like it's it's so key to do. So yeah, just I think that that taking action, like no one actually cares, just like start doing it is like really, really key. Yeah, I think especially coming back to like the young entrepreneurship as aspect yeah. of it, not just reputation, but lifestyle too, right? Because yeah. you're you think about when you're 30 years old, when you're 40 years old, you have a bit more bills to pay. Mm -hmm. You have mm -hmm. you have a family. Yeah. You have a bit your expectations are a little bit higher when you're that age, but when you're young, like it's okay to live on $500 a month. It's yeah. okay to live on ramen. I mean, be, be healthy, go get active, yeah. eat the right food, <laughs> but it's okay to spend a lot less and live less luxurious. So just go and do it, bite the bullet. And I guarantee in 10 years, if you start when you're 20, like you did, like I did, you start when you're 20, 10 years from now, you're not gonna have to restart. You're, you're gonna yeah. have that skill set built up. You're gonna have suffered through yeah. those early years and now when you're 30 years old, when you want to go buy things when your bills have stacked up because you want that new car, you want to live in a nicer place, you want to do some travel, now you can do it. Yeah, yeah, and, and like what you just said there as well for like young people I think is super cool, is that like it's not, like when you're starting now, it's not like, the money is, is cool, right? Like, yeah. so like sure, if you start now, compounding effect's probably gonna be further ahead than yeah. if you started when you're 30, right? But e like even if you started right now, you went bankrupt when you're like 28, right? And you like, it just all went to the pan, like yeah. it wasn't how you expected it to. Um, like the skill set that you would have built over That's that what time, it's about. gonna give you the return. Like, yeah. you know, like even, even now, at like 22, to like, I when I tell people that who are like clients, potential clients, whoever it may be, they're really surprised because it's about the skill set. You know, like I have a lot of people that 
even like for consultancy or just like asking about content or you know all of that like they're just like oh you know i want to pay you for your time to do that and i'm like it's such a weird concept for me because i'm like you you're like 28 and i'm like 22 like i don't you have that skill set and like no because i've never been down that route of that yeah. industry or whatever and so if you do have something or pick or something you enjoy like learn a shit ton about it and like you can just start getting paid for your time yeah. if you like really get into it and like are known for that kind of skill set yeah. you know um, and so that's like, that's like a huge part is the skills that you develop in that time when you start, there's actually the valuable thing. It's not the money. It's not like, you know, the business or all of that. That's nice. It's fruits of it, but it's not it. Yeah. Know? And it brings me back to a quote that I've heard or a saying that I've heard. Mm -hmm. If you took everybody's money away mm -hmm. and you gave everybody the same amount of money, the millionaires would still end up being millionaires yep. and the billionaires would still end up being billionaires yep. because they just know how to get the money. They just know how to go out and do the things. They have those skill sets. That's the reason Undercover Billionaire is a show. Yeah. Like you take these billionaires' money away, they go out into the world, and they make it all back. Not yeah. all of it back, obviously, but well, they make a ton more money than, than normal people can do because they yeah. have the skills. So it's and, not about the money. And, uh, you have, the thing I love about that as well is the fact that they also you can see them going through the same struggles that everybody yeah. else does as well. Like it's not like it's this idea of like these elitist like people that are millionaire billionaires. It's not it's not really the case. And like there's very You'll start to see that if you spend time around them too. Where it's yeah. like, because I went to I went to WealthCon, I was backstage and met some people that I that I see on social media. They make yeah. a ton of money, yeah. and I shake their hand, and it's just like they're just normal people, and they're usually really nice too. Yeah. Usually really nice. They're not, it's just the action that they take. Yeah, that's and, different. That's it. And 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 the other thing that like I've noticed, and I have to give a shout out to Brendan in this podcast as well. Brendan, my, my mentor, um, is is inc incredible with this. Like one of the best people with this I've ever seen. But um, a lot of what a lot of people will say and respond to what you just said with like the, you know, if you take away all the money, if the millionaires, billionaires, they'll get it back. And they're like, oh yeah, well, they have all the connections in the industry and stuff like that as well. And like, it's like, okay, sure, right? Maybe they do. Maybe you, if you let them keep those connections, but it's not about those connections. It's about the fact that they can actually communicate with those connections. Yeah. Because you can, I guarantee you, like the, the, the super like, broke person that you put in the same room with like a millionaire, right? Like they're not gonna know how to communicate with yeah. them. They're not gonna know how to extract what they need from that person, you know? Absolutely. And so like, I'm, I'm not a millionaire, right? But I feel very confident in the fact that I was if, in a, if I was in a room with a millionaire, I could convey enough value of like, my struggles and what I'm going through, what I would not like from them or any knowledge that I could get from them and then find some sort of way in which I could repay them in value as much as I could. Hey, yeah. here's free, consulting or hey here's free content or whatever you have you know that you can provide them with yeah. you know you got to get um, the skills to be able to do that yeah too, exactly <laughs> and so you, it's a skill set of like communicating with them yeah. you know and brendan is is the best we were just this conference that we were just at right a bunch of like huge huge names that like i have followed for like ed Milet, you know chris do like all these the the bosniks like all of these people like really big same as like what you're talking about with yeah. Worldcon, right all these big names and like I wanted to meet and shake hands and all of that, and I was happy doing that. But Brandon was like, "Dude, we gotta we gotta make get some content with them. Like we gotta film some content, film like Q and A, all that kind of stuff." And I was like, "Sure, yeah. Like I don't want to go up and approach them for that. Like how how do you do that?" And he does. And this is just from years of being in it and like having that skill set we were talking about. How old is Brandon? Brandon is thirty two, I think. Gotcha. I hope I'm being kind. I don't know whether he is or not, <laughs> but um, yeah, thirty two, I think. Um, but yeah, he he just doesn't care. Like he just would go up, 
Jesus said, hey, I, I want to Q&A you five questions. Can we go? And they're like, yeah, why not? You know? And you're like, damn, I wouldn't do that. Like, Dude, fucking scary. You action. Know? Yeah, it's just action. And he just doesn't care. And you're like, he even made a sign. It was like $5 or five questions, you know? Um, and he would like hold it up and people would come up. And it's like, it's that level of confidence in a room of people where it's just like, hey, this is, I want to challenge the status quo. And I want to talk. I want to talk to Chris, Christo. I want to get content with him. I want to talk with Sean, um, uh, Sean Cannell and like talk to him about wow. stuff. You know, and we got, we got a 15 minute interview with Sean Cannell. I did because I, I, I was looking at Brandon and I approached Sean afterwards. And I was like, hey, I want to get like five questions with you. Can you do it? He's like, yeah, sure. Sean is used to doing YouTube videos. So he talks and talks and talks. Yeah. And I love it. But we've got 15 minutes with the guy. Like that's so much, content, so much money with that. That's like awesome. content for 15 minutes with Sean Cannell drop some absolute dimes as well about some like stuff that we're posting very very soon and yeah it was just like yeah that's that spectacular leveling yourself with these people that are in the room is like one of the biggest skill sets for sure yeah.